Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Trust and Believe. I'm your host, Sean T, and I am so excited to be here today with this one. Most of you know who he is. If you don't, his name is Scott. He's my husband of almost 10 years, and I'm really excited to interview him today. I put something on Instagram for you guys to ask him questions because you hear my voice all the time, and I figured, hey, why not? listen to somebody else. So we're going to do this podcast very speed round like, so it's not going to be lots and lots of long talking unless he has something very important to say that <laughs> he thinks should be long. <laughs> but anyway, not the side eye. We are doing a pride version podcast here together. We rise. Now I'll give you a little backstory. We have no home right now. We're in his parents' bedroom. Our kids are sleeping in Another bedroom in their parent in the grandparents' house, their bedroom. So we're just trying to figure our lives out. We are building a home right now, and that's why we're homeless. And it's taking a long time. So anyway, sit back, get ready to trust and believe in the Q and A with Scotty B. Somebody say hey, yeah. no, no, no. What's up? This is Sean T, and it's time to trust and believe. All right. So first and foremost, I want to say thank you for doing this because it's late. The boys are asleep. Thank God. My story reading skills are amazing. That's good them to sleep. But um, either that or some melatonin. But let's jump right into this. Let's do it. All right. He's going to try to answer these questions as quick as possible because I really like when you get to know and learn as many things as possible. So here we go. First question is, how long have y'all been together? We've been together since October 12th, 2010. Midnight, we met up and uh, we've been together ever since. Authentically been together ever since. Right. We have. Okay, cool. So, the next question is, what is the biggest thing you admire about your partner? And I love y'all so much. Thank you, Janelle Melanin. Well, the biggest thing that I admire about my partner so much is that he pushes me outside of my comfort zone every day. And I fucking hate it, but it makes me a better person. And I know that it's good for me. And on the other side, when I'm done doing whatever it is that he's making me do that I hate doing, I'm like... Wow, that wasn't so bad. Maybe I should try it again another time. So, 
And even though this question wasn't directed toward me, I will say that the biggest thing I admire about my partner is that he doesn't push me outside of my comfort zone. And he's <laughs> extremely calm, which is not me. So I think it's the opposite because I'm always outside of my comfort zone. I live outside of my yes, comfort you do. zone. I'm like, why am I why am I not in my comfort zone? That's such an interesting so, answer. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. I mean, mm. we are true yin yang. Okay. Next question, as he's drinking wine, I drank a protein shake before we started this. It's late, and it's been a long day. All right. This is perfect, because the next question is, do you like being a stay-at-home dad? Please tell me you relate to a stay-at-home moms. 100%. I'm, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm not a full stay-at-home dad. I go to work at 8, and I'm done at 5. So I do my best to... I mean, usually we're right next door to where the kids are, so I come home sometimes, but not really. But I 100% relate to people who are stay-at-home moms or dads or aunts or uncles or anything because it's hard. It is hard. It is draining. It is monotonous. Uh, it's challenging. It's life fulfilling it's wonderful it's all those things wrapped into one scott is more i mean i mean i hate putting gender to it however you definitely are more of a stay-at-home mom i mean like you said you work i mean he runs my life he runs my business but you work and everything but when it comes to you know organizing scheduling Making sure, like the kids would starve if they were maybe with me. They would, I mean, they wouldn't starve. But you know, I'm a, I'm the fun dad and the disciplinarian dad. And Scott said, like, I'm gonna keep you alive so you can do that. I'm so. gonna keep you on. I'm trying to keep you on a schedule so that it's regimented and they feel comfortable. Because I didn't grow up like that. My mom was like, wake up. You know, she was a great mom, but you know, we came home and it was like, fend for yourself. Yeah, and I mean, I had a bedtime, but not really. All right, next question. Two hotties living their best lives and being best daddies to the cutest boy. Oh, that was just um, a compliment. Oh, this was a compliment. Well, oh, thank thanks. You. I'll take it. I don't feel like a hottie right now, but I mean, I'll take it. Hottie, 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 hottie. I mean, I've been working out. I feel like I'm kind of a hottie. All those tattoos. Yes. Yeah, I got a new one tonight. All right, so next one. Scott, where... Are the soccer skills? Sean makes you play tennis. Make him play soccer. <laughs> well, uh, where are my soccer skills? Um, they have been put in a closet or a drawer or a desk back in 2000. I retired because I just got tired of living back back in the day. In 2000, you spent six months in one city, six months in the next. You moved to another. You tried out for another team. It was just the biggest hustle I've been part of, and I got tired of it, and I figured I'd live that life. And so once I was done, I was like, I'm done. I tried to play for fun, and it wasn't fun for me, and so I just... Put it up on a shelf. and But, I mean, I took up tennis because I always loved tennis, and I had to choose between soccer and tennis when I was a kid. And I chose soccer, and so when I was done with soccer, I chose tennis. And I introduced him to tennis, which was a lot of fun. I mean, we played one soccer match at your birthday, a few like, 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I'm not, like, a soccer player, but I'm athletic. And I play soccer with Silas in the kitchen all the time. So. <laughs> My soccer skills are hey, cute there. or whatever. Okay, next question. Does Scott have any tattoos? Just got my seventh. 
does Scott have any tattoos? No, I do not have any tattoos. I wish that if I had a magic wand, I would have a full arm sleeve. <laughs> I probably would get like my leg done or something and maybe something on my chest and the other arm. So I really love tattoos. I think they're so incredibly cool when done right and hot and sexy. Um, being truthful when I say I just am afraid to take the jump because all of his tattoos mean so much and I see them and I'm like wow like though that tattoo tattoo is amazing and that tattoo is amazing and that tattoo is I'm like I don't know that I have enough meaning in my life which I know I do I just haven't thought about it but I want I, the tattoo to be meaningful when I get it and so that's why I don't have any tattoos right now should just get my face or your ass that's meaningful. <laughs> Next question. Scott has a Nebraska shirt. What is the story? I live in Lincoln, so I'm curious. Funny story. I get that question a lot. I wear this Nebraska shirt and another one all the time because those are my two, one of, two of my favorite workout shirts. Picture it, Sisley, 1920, when we were doing an event in Lincoln, Nebraska, at the University of Nebraska. Well, it was actually Doug Fitzgerald, Doug and Tammy Fitzgerald, that have a Beachbody team in Lincoln. We went and did his event three years in a row, I think, and each year he got us a, a Nebraska shirt. And I just thought it was the coolest thing, and so they've just stood the test of time. And I wear them almost two to three times a week. And they don't smell because I told him how to do laundry. And I will say they have survived. So they are durable. I mean, those well, those well, events were in 2013, 14, they're 15. They're Adidas shirts. Yeah. So they're really well So made. that's why I have Nebraska shirts. And anytime I wear them, everyone's like, Nebraska, yo, cool. I love Nebraska. And I'm like, uh, free shirt. Sorry. And Nebraska's cool. Yeah. If you could be a color in the rainbow, what color would it be? If I could be any color in the rainbow, I would be purple. It's indigo. It is indigo in the... Do you know... Oh, I know I've probably told you this before. Do you know who Roy G. Biv is? Me. No. <laughs> no, I have no idea. So, in fifth grade, Mr. Byers class at Monroe Elementary in Everett, Washington, we had a wall full of, like, questions and ways that we could earn buyer bucks, which was this form of currency oh. in his class, because his name was Mr. Byer. One day, he put up on the board, Roy G. Biv, R-O-Y-G, and Biv, B-I-V, and they said, who is Roy G. Biv? And the first person who can get it gets, like, you know... 10,000 buyer bucks or something like that. I don't remember how I found out. I think I went home and back then it was encyclopedias. I had the Encyclopedia <laughs> Britannica. And so he's 50. I am 164. And so I found out that Roy G. Biv is red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, indigo. violet. So violet is the color I'd be of the Wait, rainbow. What color is indigo? Blue. Oh, it's a, so between wrong. blue and red, orange, Biv. yellow, blue, green, indigo. I don't think... Check what... We'll Google search it. Red, orange, yellow, yellow green, blue, green, blue, indigo, violet. There you go. So indigo is a darker blue. Damn it. So I would totally be violet. I love the deepness and the uniqueness of the color purple. So I'd You be get 10,000 buyer bucks from me because I was wrong as hell. All right. What is your favorite thing about being a dad? Just moments where the boys will say, Dada, I love you, and give, lean and give me a kiss or something. Or to see them 
like Silas giggle when he's playing something or being tickled by <laughs> us. Sander tonight, when we got back from um, visiting Papa, getting his tattoo, we got out of the car and he leaned in and kissed my leg and he said, I love you, Dada. And I'm like, ugh. Like, so I think those moments are the best parts of being a dad. Like 15 minutes ago when you were acting like a oh, like a nightmare. Brat just and goes then, all the way. And then it just kind of erases that entire thing. <laughs> okay. How awesome is it really to be married to Sean? I swear <laughs> it's a question. It is a, it's a question. See? I didn't How make that up. How awesome is it to be married to Sean T? It's, she didn't say Sean T. It she, says Sean. Okay, fine. Well, I was clarifying for those people, for the... For those people in BFE USA, it's pretty damn cool. There's a lot of wonderful things to be not only you as a person and your heart and your hugs and your kisses and your brain and your enthusiasm and your energy. There's also, you know, wonderful perks of being together as a couple or as working together and business wise. So it's pretty fucking awesome. I think it's that I come home and I hug you and I press up against you. Oh, yes, please. Like, there's this song called Sexual. It goes, Don't feel the way that I feel. Wanna be sexual. In the car today, I heard that song and I said, mm, if these kids don't go to bed <laughs> and I gotta record this podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Okay, next question. What is his favorite thing about you? And what is his least favorite thing about you? Well, you said all the favorite things, but what's your least favorite thing? <laughs> um, and you can tell me. I will I... be honest. I think my least favorite thing is your the way you stress and worry about illness. And it's only because... It's not, it's not that I mind it. I just wish that you, you know, because I'm all about wanting people to be not stressed. I, I want to fix it. I want to fix it. And I know that when he has a pain in the side or maybe his throat tickles or, you know, something else, he starts to get really stressed and he worries about it and then he Googles it and then he thinks about it and thinks about it and thinks about it. And he's like, what do you think this? What do you think this? I'm like... Bebals, it's probably just a scratchy throat or it's probably just a nerve or whatever. It's, you know, what are the facts? We always say, what are the facts? And so it's it's not my least favorite. Well, I guess it's one of the things that I wish I could help him out it's more stress about. Is, it's, it's a lot of stress. Yeah. But, I mean, I was doing pretty good there for a while. I'm, I'm doing actually yes, way better. Yes, you are doing a lot better than... I was actually talking about that with Dr. Amen, who is going to who did an episode with me and I did a brain scan and we talked about past trauma and we talked about anxiety and some of the things that I can do to make that better. Yeah. So um, it was, that was pretty amazing. I think also that because 
I am just a smidge older than you. I feel like I've had more years of aches and pains and sore throats and things where I'm like, truly, it's nothing. Like, I've been there, I've done that, and and so I'm yeah. like, it's okay. But I also remember when I was your age, and I would stress over these those things, too. So it's like... Well, not really. You didn't stress process. as much as... Not you as stress over different things. Yes. You stress over more social. Curious about your boys. Did you both do in vitro with the surrogate seem... They seem like both of you. Hmm. Well, I mean, you, I, we can just yeah, send so, it to some information. Well, I mean, basically the 24, 25 words or less is that... Uh, oh, go look at a po- listen to a podcast. Listen to our recorded. podcast. That we, no, we, um, we both uh, received eggs from an egg donor, and we fertilized those eggs individually. Sean fertilized his eggs. I fertilized my eggs. They turned into embryos. We then were able to take one of my really good embryos and one of Sean's really good embryos and put them into a surrogate at the same time, and they both took, and the boys were... Um, in the uterus together and grew together like twins and um, came out at the same time. Well, two minutes, Sandra was two minutes before Silas. Yes. All right. So next question is thoughts on if someone doesn't agree with your mate choices. Partner, your wife or your husband. If someone doesn't agree with your mate choices, I think everyone is entitled to their own opinion. It all depends on how that impacts my relationship with my husband. Like if this person doesn't like him and it impacts my relationship with my husband, then I'm choosing my husband over this relationship with someone else who doesn't like my spouse. I think a conversation with them is is very viable and necessary to be like, okay, you know, tell me your thoughts on why you are feeling the way you am, you are about my husband. And if there's not able to be something work out or compromise, then do so. So what trait of Sean's do you hope the boys will also have your outside the box, always pushing the envelope, enthusiasm to always take a chance and just live the most colorful life possible? I think that they already have that. Like, Sander wears wigs and, like, we go to Party City and he's like, I want to have nothing to do with the boy costumes. I want everything to do with the female costumes or... The wigs and dresses. And so I, (laughs) we never tell him it's a girl boy costume. Like he has no idea. But I asked him why. I was like, you know, like, why do you like that? He's like, it's just so much better. I'm like, it is so much better. And he's so enthusiastic about it. And Silas is like a challenger. If he knows the, like, if he knows the answer, four plus four is eight, he'll say, can I make pretend it's nine? And it is like, Amazing. And I'm just like, oh my God, you annoy me so bad. I'll be like, what's nine times nine? He'll be like, 82. I'm like, you know it's 81. Silas is on 100 for everything, whether it's sleeping, eating, running around the house, screaming, playing soccer, like 100. He is at 100. I, I, and there have been times where I thought Silas is his and Sander is mine because Sander is calmer and more like me and Silas is crazy like you. So, <laughs> All right, next question. What was your first impression of Sean when you guys met? Well, when I saw him, I was like, wow, that guy's fucking hot. And then when we... <laughs> F-bomb. Yeah. The fact of the matter is he actually saw me through a window of a restaurant before. You said you saw me at Empanada Mama before. 
I was eating or something, and you were like, I walked by and I saw you before. I saw you actually on 9th Avenue between 58th and 59th walking, and yes, I saw you from afar, and I was like, that guy's hot. Like, I can't believe which, I haven't ran into him in the neighborhood. Which way was I walking? North. By myself? No. Shady. Checking out somebody else's man. How did I know y'all were together? I didn't. I didn't. It was none of my business, but I sure saw something did that I liked. Did you see me from the back? Did you see me from the side? The side. So I was walking towards 9th Avenue, and you and this other person were walking up 9th Avenue to 59th. So, did I answer the question? Yeah. You said it, I was hot i'll take it oh when he came up to me i felt this overwhelming sense of calm which was weird because i'd never felt that way uh when i'd never when i'd met someone uh for the first time before and i thought that while i don't believe in past lives and things i really thought at that moment have i known this person before in like years like hundreds of years ago because this is how like i just felt this (gasps) thing in my body I was like oh my god did I just get possessed by something a soul or something but it was pretty amazing it's interesting because I posted in my story after seeing Mackenzie's story said the Buddhists say if you meet someone and your heart pounds your handshake your knees go weak that's not the one when you meet your soulmate you'll feel calm no anxiety no agitation and I didn't feel either one of those same same, same, getting same. Okay. Next question. First impression of when he first met you. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I just want to like, I was like, I want to do really bad things. What was I wearing? You were wearing <laughs> a North Face, a black North Face jacket, a cap. And some really, je- some jeans. Levi and some jeans. Asics. Yeah. And you were sitting on the ledge of the CVS. At 51st and, and I was like, wow. Like, I couldn't see his body, but I was just like, wow. You're like, wow, could someone have dressed even worse than this guy? <laughs> no, I think I was That like, was my style back It was then. kind of intriguing, because I'm like, who dresses like that? I always wanted to dress, I wanted to dress cool. I just didn't know how. And you've made me cool. I'm trying to split the mic. Well, then split it. Stop pushing. (laughs) (laughs) What is something you would tell your younger self? That's for you. I would just say everything is going to be okay. Like you're going to go through a lot of shit and you're going to go through a lot of pain and you're going to go a lot of through a lot of self-doubt. And all these things are going to help mold you into the amazing person you are today and the minute you're you love yourself the life will change and it will be amazing you will see life in color and everything's gonna be okay yeah it's still hard to believe when you're that young yeah it is very true all right i love this question do you love sean's dance moves (laughs) (laughs) who i don't know who that is i absolutely love sean's dance moves are you kidding me he's like I think he's so hot and sexy when he dances because of his attitude and the way he looks at the camera or the way he, you know, the faces he makes. You know, he tells stories about when he was auditioning and he would say that, you know, one of the things that you would do is look at the casting directors as you were dancing and give him like, give him face and sex and whatever. And I was like, I would so book you. You, I would book you, book you, book you, book you. Have you ever been heartbroken? 
I would say I probably had a version of what I thought being heartbroken was when I was young and innocent and messing around with guys when I first got to New York City. I was trying to figure out who I was. I thought I had met someone who met the the checked all the boxes of what I thought was going to be cool to be with. And he was like, eh, I'm done. And I'm like, what do you mean you're done? Like, who you, is that? Oh, I don't know that person. Yeah, you, I don't really talk about him much because it was so long ago. And I realized back then that it just was the phase I was going through. But at the time it was, you know. The end of the world. Yeah, because, you know, I was... I, I don't think I was even out at the time, and I was still trying to figure out a way to be straight in a world that didn't accept gay. And so, you know, I said this when we did our podcast with Shalene, like I was hoping to meet someone who would live next door to me and my wife, and they would live next door to, to us, and it would be a guy and his wife, and at night, we would go underneath our houses and walk through a secret tunnel so that the two guys could be together and the two females would be together, and we could spend our nights together with the people that we love, and in the morning, we would, you know, oh, hey, Jill, hey, Bill, you know, it's like... Do walk the Truman Show. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, but I didn't know what, what it really was like to be in love until I met you. Not a lie. It's not a lie. I know. Same. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. All right. What do you do for yourself to bring that inner peace zen when things get crazy? I think I take a deep breath and like stop for a minute. I'm like, like I just need to slow down, catch my breath and authentically have a five second moment of, all right, things are going to be okay. And then sometimes I'm like, you know what? I need a, I need a 20 minute nap. Like let's, let's go. There are times when I will, I'm like, I need a minute and I will walk into a room and I'll lay down on the floor for like five minutes and just relax and just, and let my brain go. And if my brain is going hundred miles an hour, I'll say to myself, stop, 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 stop until my brain stops or until I fall asleep. And I set an alarm for any like five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes. And that's what brings me back to a normal seat. How do you ensure you're given equally of yourselves to both kids? I don't think it's even something that crosses my brain. I think it's just natural to give each of the kids 
whatever it is they need at that time, that moment. And, you know, one day Silas may be more emotional than Sander. And the next day Sander's up in your lap watching his iPad for, you know, as long as he wants. And so it's just a matter of your feeling and how the what's what's how the wind's blowing this day and who needs what and 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 kind of giving to that so it's interesting because my answer is completely the opposite because i feel like because of the kind of dad that i am that i don't know if you experience this but if i play with one of them the other one would be like papa can you play with me so if I'm playing if I'm playing soccer with Silas, Sander would be like, "Can you build Legos with me?" Or if Sander if I'm playing if I'm building Legos with Sander, so, uh, Silas mm-hmm. would be like, "Can you build a Lego with me?" Yeah. Or if I'm like yesterday, I was taking him upstairs to go to bed, and I was carrying Sander, and Silas is like, "Papa, why'd you forget about me?" Yeah. And I think it's because I have like an a hyper. Sensitivity. No, 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 no. Well, that too. But it's less about that. And I think that I'm so exciting to them. Like, I'm a very exciting person to them. Because I'm, you know, I'm loud. I like to dance. I'm singing. I throw them around. I do way more of that, like, ridiculousness. And I think it's, like, endorphins for them. So I feel like... If one of them is with me, the other one feels like, oh, my God, they're having a lot of fun. Yeah, I can see that. I also I, I also notice that there are times when I'm doing something with one of them and the other one will say it. And I think to myself, you know, it's completely normal because they there are times when they're playing with something and the other one's like, I want that. You know, it's like slow down, <clears throat> Tiger. But I just realized that, OK, I'll spend some time with Silas and then I'll spend some time with Sander and then I'll spend some time with Silas and spend time with Sander. So I think that the one thing that I do every single day is if they're working on something, if they're building a Lego, if they're playing by themselves, you know, I will go up to them multiple times a day and I'll give them a kiss and mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh my God, I love you. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll pick them up and I'll just hug them. Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, Papa, why are you picking me up? <laughs> and I'm like, because... Oh my gosh, like you're so amazing. And yeah. I kiss them on their neck. Yeah. And I just do things like that. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. All right. What is the one thing non physical about Sean that attracted you to him? I know you said a lot of things earlier, but like if it could have been one thing that was non physical. His unwavering I have your back love that I'd never felt before from anyone that I realized that if I have this person on my side or in my corner or on my team, I could literally change the world. That was empowering and attractive that this person had this, I don't give a fuck about what other people say about me or to me or whatever. I'm going to be me and that's okay. And I'm going to love you for you being you. And I don't care whether you're, you know, people like who you are because I like who you are and that's all that matters. And I was like blown away. I'd never experienced that feeling before. And I remember the day that it happened. We were in the gym at Equinox and I had just broken up with my ex. And you said, I don't care if you were with me or you're by yourself for six months or whatever. I just want you to be happy. And I nearly fell out of my chair. Because no one had ever said it before. And maybe they did, but it didn't mean the same the, the way you said it. And it didn't have the same impact that the way you said it. And I was like, wow. 
Well, I think when it comes to love or situations like that, like people are just so invested in what they're going to get from it. And I'm just a big believer in, like, if you force somebody to be with you, they're never going to want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Because the foundation of them being with you is, like, not natural. And so I'm like, that's why when people break up with people, I know it's so incredibly emotionally difficult. However, I'm like, do you want to sleep in a bed next to somebody who does not want to sleep with you? Like, do you want to have intimacy with somebody who's not going to be aroused? Do you want to take somebody to a holiday party when you know they're looking around at other people and don't want you to be involved in it. If that's what y'all getting to, like, or when they leave the house, they're not thinking about you. Like, you know, I watch these true crime shows of people like murdering their spouse. This is so bad, morbid, but I mean, it's true. Like, because they don't want to be with you anymore. I'm like, you literally put your mind into a place of disaster and destruction because for me, if you ever broke up with me, I can't say that it's going to be like easy or I'm not going to be like, you know, sad or something like that. But the thing that's going to hold more weight is, but he doesn't want to be with you. You want to be with him. That's only 50% of what you're going to get from anything anyway. Yeah. And so I'm just like, Yeah, I know it's easier said than done, but anyway, thank you all for joining this Q&A with Scott for (laughs) our Pride Month fun. Are you Um, excited for Pride Month? Yes, I am very excited for Pride Month. If you haven't seen it already, because we're recording this podcast a day before, I'm going to get incredible nail art. I think for me, this Pride Month is... One that I don't know for some reason I'm just super excited for it. Maybe it's because we could do something with Nissan at the end of the month in New York City with our family. Um, maybe it's because I'm in a different place in my life, but this is like a month where I'm like, let's. I mean, not that I haven't been before, but I just think it's like I'm gonna wear my rainbows, I'm gonna be me, and I just love me for that. So, yeah, I've always been excited about Pride, but I've never been necessarily excited about the parties. Oh, yeah, because. I I just feel like using my platform to, 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 you know, show who I am and, like, show how I'm growing. But, you know, this year I'm like, would I go to a Pride party? Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Go check out Shanti Apparel. We have some amazing new Pride gear. This, these are just some basic tees that you can wear. Mine's a cream. Yours is a white. To the grocery store. And uh, have a good time. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. 